Hi, I'm Steve Mabb, Chair of the Australian Shareholders Association, and we're proud to be hosting the 2024 Investor Conference in Melbourne from the 19th to the 21st of May. And we're stoked that Phil, the host of this podcast, is going to be our special guest MC. If you haven't heard much about the ASA Conference, it's a flagship event that attracts around 300 investors and industry professionals, including the Chair of National Australia Bank this year, the Chair of AGL. We have Dr. Sam Hupert, the founder and CEO of Primedicus, and we've also got Richard White, the founder and CEO of WiseTech coming along, along with many others. For a limited time, new members can enjoy special pricing on registration for the upcoming conference, along with a complimentary 12-month digital membership with the ASA. That's two-day conference registration plus one-year ASA membership for $499, a saving of $150. Simply search for Australian Shareholders Conference Register, click on two-day conference non-member, enter the discount code MEM, as in member, 499, the number's 499, so that's MEM 499 to claim your special offer. Come along and meet me and Phil at the conference. We look forward to seeing you there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shares for Beginners. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That's a really good thing to remember. Um, you want to be investing for the long term. You don't want to invest and then check on your account day to day to see how the performance is going. Um, you want to check on it maybe once every six months or once a year. G'day and welcome back to Shares for Beginners. I'm Phil Muscatillo. I have a new discussion group on Facebook, at Shares for Beginners, all lowercase, one word. Please come and join the conversation. It's that conversation that led to this episode. A special mention to Deb and Adam for asking. The question is how to start investing in the stock market with very little money. Fortunately, there's a lot of tools and apps available that allow you to do just that. I've invited Kylie Purcell along to lead us through the options. G'day, Kylie. Hi, Phil. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you here. And we're going to be talking about micro-investing. Kylie's the investments editor at Finder. She has a background in business and finance news with previous roles at SBS, Your Money, TVNZ, Switzer Group and The Advisor magazine. Kylie has a master's in international journalism and a graduate diploma in economics. You're a bit of an overachiever. You, <laughs> yeah, you Kiwis like are always to, trying to outdo uh, us Aussies, aren't you? I like to keep, I'd love to study. <laughs> <laughs> I would continue studying forever if I could, I think. So before we start, I wanted to go into some definitions. There'll be terms that we'll be using during this podcast and so that we're all on the same page and we all understand what we're talking about, we're going to go over a bit of a glossary. Okay, so let's begin with ETFs because sometimes we talk about ETFs and index funds and passive funds. Give us an overview of an ETF and what it means in the context of what we're talking about today. Yeah, ETFs are basically investment funds. Uh, They're like any regular kind of investment fund, like probably the the one that everyone knows would be a super fund. That's a type of fund as well, except ETFs are listed on a stock exchange. So you can buy and sell uh, ETF units 
the same way that you would buy and sell stocks. So that's really what makes an ETF kind of different from other types of investment funds. And within each ETF, each fund, uh, you have multiple company stocks, typically. You can get other types of assets, like gold and cash in there too, uh, but really it's mostly um, shares. So instead of buying you know, one company stock, you can buy hundreds or thousands of company stocks uh, when you invest in an ETF. So. Yep. And so when we talk about an index fund, that's, yes. that will be an ETF as well, won't it? Yes, that's yeah. right. Well, yeah, in, um, most ETFs are index funds, not all of them. There are all these kind of new ETFs popping oh, yeah, up yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. No, we won't worry about those. No, no. But in this kind of case and the kind of yeah. investments that um, micro-investments are in, yes. they're all ETFs basically. Well, they're not all ETFs, but Pretty mostly much. ETFs, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And they're mostly, mostly index funds. And index funds uh, track an <laughs> – it's hard, hard to put it simply – index funds track an index – of uh, a stock market index. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the ASX 200 is probably Australia's standard or most well-known stock market index, and that is a list of Australia's 200 biggest uh, companies on the stock market. So when you invest in an index fund that tracks that index, <laughs> I'm repeating myself here. Of 200 stocks. <laughs> you're, getting, you're investing yeah, yeah. basically in the top 200 stocks, that's mm-hmm. right. Okay, in the context of what we're talking about today in one of the particular micro-investing platforms, it's kind of a managed fund as well. So a managed fund is a bit different. Yeah, that's right. Managed funds are are investment funds too, except that the fund managers um, pick and choose what stocks um, are are in the fund and they can um, make changes throughout the month or throughout the year um, depending on market movements. So an index fund passively tracks a stock market index, um, whereas a managed fund, the fund managers move stocks around as they like. So they typically charge a higher fee for it, which is the big difference between a passive fund and a managed fund. Yep. Okay. And we've already decided we're not going to talk about robo-advice. Um, these kind of micro-investing pr- platforms that we're talking about um, are not really offer- offering you what you would call financial advice, are they? No, they don't offer you advice in the traditional sense. Um, They usually ask a couple of questions, you know, um, are you high risk, low risk? Um, You can enter a couple of preferences sometimes. Most of the time they give you a list of options and you can can pick yourself based on on your risk profile Mm -hmm. um, and, and what kind of assets you want to be investing in. So they give you a very basic rundown of options, but it's... There's no advice. Yeah. It's a bit like in your super fund, you can be in something conservative or something a bit more aggressive, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. They give mm-hmm. you a list of basic options to choose from and, and you can pick and choose as you like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I've got on this list fees. Now, this might sound like a very basic, simple question, but I, I think a lot of people don't understand there's fees all through the process. Like for an ETF, there's a fee in an ETF as well. Yeah, that's right. Well, if you're buying an ETF, Mm -hmm. um, there's usually a brokerage fee. Yep. But if you're investing um, through one of these apps, um, well, there's the fee that the app will charge you first, and then there's the fee that the ETF managers will also charge you, and that comes out of your returns. So you never actually see that fee being charged. It doesn't come out, does it? It's all taken out before you get any returns from that ETF. So you never see it. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And then there's the, yeah, the fees that any apps that you use will yeah. charge you to. Yeah. I'm just asking that because one of my listeners was trying to work out when they saw what the management fee for an ETF was, yeah. they were saying, well, 
do I get um, the distribution less that fee? Is that how it works? But it... Yeah, that's right. It, it is. You do get it taken out of your returns. And it's, it's got its funny name. It's called management expense, yeah, expense ratio, yeah, yeah, which is very vague for people that don't know what that is. <laughs> it's not even clear that that's a fee. Um, yeah, but it is taken out before you see it. It's taken out of your returns, so you never know. So when you look at the performance of an ETF, um, you're looking at the performance minus the fees. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if it's 20% and the fees have already been taken out, it's still 20%. Yep. And it's they're very low fees. I mean, that's the thing about ETFs is the fees. The yeah. The structure is very low. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. It is really low. Yeah. Okay. And roundups. What's a roundup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roundup is is a feature that allows you to basically – it collects your spare change as you spend – so if you're um, buying a coffee or you know going to the shops and and, and buying whatever you like, um, it collects any spare change to the dollar. Um, so the the one that comes to mind here would be Raise, um, as the big uh, roundup app. There are some savings accounts I think that do that too, but Raise is yeah the micro investment app that does that. Yeah, yeah. they're the only ones that do round uh, roundups, aren't they? In what we're talking about. Raise is the only one of the only micro investor yeah. um, that I know of that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are some savings accounts. I can't think of which ones they are now um, but that also do it. But yeah, Raise collects your money, spare change to the dollar. So if mm-hmm. you spend you know um, one dollar eighty, it'll invest twenty cents yep. into your fund. Well, yeah. that leads on to the um, the micro investing apps. Let's start with Raise. Give us an overview right. of Raise, and um, you use Raise, don't you? Yeah, I do use Raise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Raise. <laughs> <laughs> not that we want to recommend anything. On this <laughs> no, podcast. I'm not recommending it at all. Um, no, but I just I find it a, a fun little app. Okay, you get the app, you download the app, and then what happens? You download the app. Uh, you pick a portfolio. Mm-hmm. There's seven portfolios to choose from there. Um, once you've picked your portfolio, it basically links your bank account that you give it, whichever bank account details you want. And as you start spending, it will collect your spare change and then invest it into the portfolio that you've picked, mm-hmm. your investment portfolio. Um, and using the app, you can see what you've been spending. It has like a budgeting feature that allows you to see what you're spending your money on. And it also has a feature that shows you what kind of returns you're getting um, in, your, in your portfolio. The other cool feature on Raise is that you can do your online shopping on it. So it has a shopping feature that actually invests more money into your fund if you shop through the app, which is really fun. Say you want to go shopping at Myers, if you do it through the app, it invests something around 1% or 2% of what you've spent into your, into your fund, which is really cool. And how much do you need to start? Initially, it's $5. It invests $5. So as you're spending your money, it'll collect your change, and then every $5 amount that it collects, it invests into the portfolio. And there's a rewards program as well? That's the shopping feature, yeah. Oh, okay, the rewards right. program is yeah. the shopping feature, yeah. So if you go and shop somewhere, the retailer will add some extra money into your account? Yeah, the rewards feature is through the app itself. Mm-hmm. So when you click through and click onto the rewards, it gives you a list of shops. I think there's a couple hundred now. Yeah. I can't quite remember, but there's a lot of very mainstream shops that you can use. So to get the rewards, you have to do it through the app. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you get the um, 1% to 2%. It shows you how much you're, you're actually going to be getting. Um, if you shop outside of that just regularly, it doesn't give you the rewards. You have to do it through the app. Mm. And what are the fees? The fees are $2.50 per month. Um, that's up to the amount of $10,000. Mm-hmm. If you have more than $10,000 in your account, then you're charged 0.275% per annum. 
Yep. Okay. Yeah. Raise yeah. is listed on the stock market as well, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you <laughs> so you can even invest in Rose. You can yourself. buy stocks in Rose if you like, if you're that bullish about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that we recommend anything on this podcast. No, no. No, 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 no. So with Raise, they give you a variety of portfolios based on the risk that you're prepared to take. That's the case, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's seven. So there's um, conservative, um, goes moderately conservative, moderate, goes up to aggressive, and then there's a new one. Um, it's called the Sapphire, which is it's the I guess the most aggressive and the highest risk one because mm-hmm. it has some Bitcoin allocation in there now, <laughs> which is oh. fun. Yeah, I, I switched over to it because I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's it's kind of up to you. If the conservative one is the lowest risk option, mm-hmm. and then you go up to um, the aggressive portfolio, which is the highest risk, yeah, um, but more likely to give you a a bigger return in the long run um, is the idea behind it. And mm. all the money's invested in ETFs via ETFs, aren't Yeah, they? there's seven ETFs. Mm-hmm. And so each portfolio is just a different allocation to each ETF. Mm-hmm. So if there's a probably the higher risk end would be, um, you know, an Asia. I think there's an Asian, Asian company ETF. Mm-hmm. That's considered by them to be a higher risk one. And so in the aggressive fund, there's a higher allocation to that ETF. Yep. And there's a lower allocation to the less risky options, which would be the bond ETFs. Okay, let's move on to Spaceship then. Tell us about Spaceship. Yeah, great. Spaceship is probably the most, the, the simplest <laughs> of the apps that we're discussing today. Mm-hmm. It has two different funds to choose from. There's the Spaceship Index portfolio and the Spaceship Universe portfolio. And the app itself is quite simple as well. This one is a little bit different because it doesn't invest your money into ETFs. It actually has a portfolio of stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a mix of US stocks and Australian stocks. And you can start investing from as little as a dollar. Uh, and, and similar to Raise, you can add mo- more money as you like. So for Raise, it collects your spare change and invests it, but it also allows you to add more money. Uh, with Spaceship, it's a similar sort of setup. You can have regular payments in mm-hmm. there. You can set up regular payments. Yep. Uh, I think it's uh, weekly or fortnightly or monthly are the, are the options. Or you can add extra amounts as you like. So if you've got a spare $1,000 cash, you can invest that too. So it's only two funds that they've got then. It's the Voyager Fund and the Index Fund, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. And um, what, what are the fees for this? This is the cheapest of the uh, apps. Yeah. It's $0 if you have um, a fund of less than $5,000, if you have less than $5,000 in your account, and then it's up to 1% over $5,000. So it's insanely cheap. I honestly, I don't know how they do it. And the risk profile would be slightly different to raise then? The risk profile would be probably higher. I can't really judge on that um, no. completely, but yes, I'd certainly say it, it'd be higher. It's, it's 100% um, Australian shares and US shares, um, which is quite a bullish type of portfolio. There's no bonds in there mm-hmm. like you get with Rays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd say, I'd say comparing the two, Spaceship would be a slightly more aggressive or quite a bit more aggressive. It would probably be these two options in Spaceship would probably be similar to the aggressive portfolios that you'd get in Raise. Yeah, and they've mm. got quite a few techie companies in there, haven't they? Yeah, they do. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they've so got a lot of the NASDAQ of, stocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. Fangs and all that. That's it. Yeah, Facebook, Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's Fang? The Fang stocks are Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. 
so the big tech stocks that have done so well over the last decade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a decade ago, they might have been um, considered riskier stocks. Yeah. And now they're basically household names. They're yeah. very low, pretty low risk stocks mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm. And as we speak today, of course, the, the Nasdaq's hit all time highs again, hasn't it? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, so now we're going into the more serious end of the, um, the micro-investing apps. We're going to talk about Comsec Pocket. Okay, so Comsec Pocket, that's slightly different uh, conceptually to the other ones, even though it's still an app, isn't it? It is. Um, I call Comsec Pocket a micro-investment app, but not everyone does, actually. Mm. It's kind of more like a mini share trading app mm. um, because instead of investing your money into a portfolio of ETFs, a fund of ETFs, mm-hmm. <laughs> fund within a fund, uh, it, it allows you to buy ETF units directly. So that's similar to what share trading apps allow you to do, except that you can invest a much smaller amount than you typically would. If you invest in an ETF normally through a regular app, there's a minimum $500 um, when you first invest. Uh, with Comsec that's 500, Pocket, $500 worth of investment. That's right, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When you're investing through Comsec Pocket, it allows you to invest $50 at a time, mm-hmm. as little as $50 at a time, I should say. Not all of the ETFs that they um, offer have as a small amount. It basically allows you to buy individual units. Mm-hmm. Um, so if an, a single unit costs $80, then the minimum is still $80. Just run me through that again, the, the minimum mm. amount to invest. The minimum mm. amount is $50, yep. but there are some ETFs that are worth $70, $80. Yeah. So in that case... In that case, the minimum is is $70 or $80. It yeah. depends on the um, ETF price itself. Okay, so you can't buy just a slice of a, a single ETF. You can buy a single ETF. But not a slice of it. Not like, no, uh, yeah, not like, like fractional. Fraction of it. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. and then there's a brokerage fee with Comsec Pocket, isn't there? Yeah, there's a brokerage fee of two dollars. Wow, that's so cheap. Really, it's very isn't it? when cheap. You think about it, yeah, yeah, it's the mm-hmm. cheapest brokerage fee that I know of in mm-hmm. Australia. Um, if you're looking at apps, um, I guess the downside: this yep. isn't a, a full app; it's a mini app. Um, it only allows you to buy seven ETFs, yeah, um, as opposed to you know hundreds or thousands. <laughs> so there could be a temptation to use it for trading as well, couldn't there? Yeah, definitely, mm. because the brokerage fee is so low. Um, the only thing is if you're talking about trading which is i guess buying or selling regularly mm-hmm. um, these etfs are pretty safe they're not the sort of etfs that you'd you'd trade i suppose yeah. like you'd trade stocks mm-hmm. um do they have a limited um, range of um etfs that they allow you to buy in comsec pocket comsec pocket only offers six etfs at this point mm-hmm. um as opposed to there's about 220 etfs in australia yeah. And growing all the time. And always, God, it always <laughs> growing every day. incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Every day there's a new ETF listing. Mm-hmm. But what they do have is quite a good range. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ETFs that they do have. I like the ETFs that they offer. Why is that? Um, they've got they've got the basics, I guess. They've got a US stocks one. They've got a health sector one. They've got an Australian shares one. Um, they've got a sustainability ETF. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of they've ticked off the basics, and they're all reasonably low risk. Yeah, if you could call it that. Yeah. So I like I like the range that they have. Yeah, I mean, the idea behind ETFs um, and any of these apps really is to invest for the long term. So you're not really trading or day trading, as people call it sometimes. You're investing, you know, a larger sort of sum of money into there and you're planning on keeping it there for, you know, years, quite a few years, even up to decades mm. if, you, if you have the time for it. Yeah, mm. well, you need to really. That's the only way to make. It's the only certain way to make money, really. That's isn't right. It? Yeah. yeah, because these index funds they track an index, and the stock market tends to rise and fall year to year. It's reasonably volatile, mm. um, but history tells us that over many years it will continue slowly going up. So you know, if you'd invested in an index fund just before the uh, GFC, you would have lost um, quite a lot of money. But if you're able to wait out. Um, the recovery, um, you would have had that back up to reasonable levels within a few years, five years or so. Mm. And mm. then another five years. And then another five years and you've made your profit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And you hold on to it as well. Yeah, that's right. And don't right. pay any capital gains tax. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's very true. Okay, so the last one we're going to talk about is Vanguard Personal Investor. Tell us about that one. Vanguard Personal Investor is similar to Comsec in that it's, it's, a, it's basically a share trading app. It's a, a, a kind of a mini version of a share trading app. You have um, stocks that you can buy using this app, and you've also got Vanguard ETFs, only Vanguard ETFs. But the Vanguard ETFs that are on offer, um, you, can, you can invest in for zero brokerage fee. So you can invest you know, day to day. Every day you can add some more money, um, and it's only going to be zero dollars. Uh, the downside is that, it's the $500 minimum when you do invest. Each time you make an investment, Each it's a time. $500 investment. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on the, the outer edges of micro-investing. That's there. right. It's not yeah. quite a micro-investment app. It's More of a, a micro-fee investing app, I guess. Yeah, it's probably, it's one of the only, it's the only um, share trading app that I know of that offers zero brokerage fees on anything for Australian um, companies or ETFs. There are some apps that offer US stocks, but... Yeah, And what are their fees? Uh, so $0 if you invest in Vanguard ETFs. Otherwise, it's nineteen ninety five if you're investing in stocks mm-hmm. or um, 0.15%, um, whichever is the higher amount. Yeah. Mm. Isn't there a management fee as well for the holdings? Yes, there's also an account fee of 0.2% per annum. Right, yeah. Um, which is capped at $600. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty low anyway. Yeah, it's pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... It, is pretty low, Um, although most share trading apps don't charge an account fee. So it is, if you're you're looking for a share trading app, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess you'd have to weigh up whether or not that zero brokerage fee for the Vanguard ETFs um, is worth it to cover that 0.2% per annum account fee. But if you were going to go in and buy ETFs only, that's a pretty good uh, option, isn't it? Definitely worth Mm. it if if you're... Specifically interested in Vanguard ETFs, it's mm-hmm. a it's a really good app to have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not app, sorry, it's a platform. You can't mm-hmm. actually get it on your phone. Yep, uh, and we love Vanguard because really they were, they were the ones that um, first developed ETFs. Yeah, the grandfathers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, I've I've a lot of respect for them. 
ShareSite is an online portfolio tracking tool that automatically records trades, dividends, ETF distributions, and gives you the reporting tools you need to help you manage your portfolio. ShareSite is pleased to extend a special offer to listeners of this podcast. Four months free on an annual premium plan. Go to ShareSite.com slash shares for beginners and sign up now for a free trial before taking advantage of four free months. It'll help you save money at tax time and improve your investing decisions. That's ShareSite.com slash shares for beginners. Something to keep in mind with all of these investing platforms is they can go down as well as go up, can't they? Yes, that's right. So if you if you just invested in Rays prior to, you know, just recently, you might have seen your money go backwards, depending on what portfolio you've picked, because we've just seen a big market crash. Um, it's recovering now, but that's a, that's a really good thing to remember. You want to be investing for the long term. You don't want to invest and then check on your account day to day to see how the performance is going. You want to check on it maybe once every six months or once a year. Can they go negative? I mean, how, what would happen if you, say, had $10 in your raise account? Hmm. And that's a good... If you had $10 in your raise account... Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I need to double-check that. And the fees keep coming I out. don't think it... It doesn't... I'm, I'm almost... I'd have to double-check this. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm almost 100% certain that it stops at zero. Um, there'd be some rules around they'd going negative. Be, yeah. yeah. They have to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you just got to keep in remembering that any of these... Um, ETFs and other investments can go backwards as well as forwards. Definitely. Mm. Um, the, the stock market performance is one thing. It, it could take your money down for a while, which is why long-term investing is so important. But also if there are fees being charged, like with RAISE, yeah, you want to make sure that the fees aren't eating into your um, returns and even into whatever's in your account. Um, you know, I, I've been using RAISE for a while, but I've found that... Um, Unless I'm adding more to the account, it's not just the roundup, unless I'm doing my own deposits, that uh, $2.50 a month actually eats into, the, can eat into the returns. Mm. So, you know, it might even be worth just having a roundup feature on a savings account in that case. Yeah, so you really just have to balance the fees with the performance and understand that it is a long-term investment and, and you shouldn't be investing for a couple of months and then planning to, to, to cash in because you can definitely see the money go backwards. If you, <laughs> if right. you need to do that, if it's a two-month yeah. thing, you need to be putting your money into a high-interest savings account of some kind. So let's talk about you for a minute. Sure. You're the investment <laughs> editor of finder.com.au. Um, there's plenty of articles. I mean, I've gone through the list and you're, put, you're pumping out a lot of content there and investment content, some great content. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. How often are you putting that out? <laughs> how often am I um, publishing work? Gosh, mm. that's a hard question. kind of depends. Um, mm. Yeah, we've, we've got um, writers around the world at the moment um, creating yeah. content mm. and because share trading is such a big topic at the moment and we're seeing quite a big uplift in traffic to share trading um, articles yeah, quite a few a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite a few a day. We're doing a lot of stock pages as well. How to buy individual stocks. Mm-hmm. So some some days there's you know fifty to you know twenty or fifty articles a day going out. <laughs> it depends on the day. So where has the best um, way for people to find these articles in in total? Because there's a lot of great information. That I'm sure listeners would be really interested in. If you head to finder.com.au mm-hmm. and navigate to the investment section of the site. Um, you'll get a list of investment options um, from even from super funds, um, share trading apps, um, term deposits. Yeah. 
um, and you can have a look around and yeah, see some of the work there. We've also got articles on um, you know buying shares, buying ETFs um, for for extra information if you want to do your homework, which is always a good idea, I think. Oh, people need to do their homework so much. Oh, so important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is what I'm finding when I'm talking to people, and especially now having the Facebook group. Yeah. People just come on and say, "What do you think of blast stock?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what's on every. It's the million dollar question. question. Everyone yeah. wants to know that. Afterpay, yeah. yes or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we always recommend to do your own research, and there's oh, so yeah. many places where you can find information. And yeah, uh, oh, look, if it was that easy, we'd all be we'd all be rich, wouldn't we? <laughs> we'd all be rolling in it. Well, yeah, there's a reason why Warren Buffett is. <laughs> Is so um, well regarded Mm because it's not easy to pick a stock. But if you can do it, there's a lot of money to be made. (laughs) If you can. (laughs) But don't try. (laughs) (laughs) I always say buy ETFs. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely the safe option Um, and a good option. Yeah. So what is finder.com.au? Uh, finder.com.au is a comparison site, first and foremost. Um, We compare financial products, we compare apps, we also have a shopping section, so we, we compare shopping products. Yeah, we compare kind of anything and everything. (laughs) It's about saving money, really, isn't it? It is about saving money. That's a really good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I wasn't sure whether you wanted to talk about um, fractional investing apps today. Well, now that you've brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) I just bring them up because the term micro-investing app is is a very loose one. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it it kind of generally means to invest small amounts of money. Yeah. So in that way, you could consider some apps, um, some share trading apps, which allow fractional investing to be considered as micro-investing apps. Mm-hmm. And fractional investing means that instead of buying one stock, a single stock, you can buy a portion of a stock. So for example, Google has a share price of a thousand something these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you could either buy one stock using a regular share trading app, which is a thousand bucks, or using these fractional investing apps, you can invest as little as a dollar <laughs> or two dollars. <laughs> so, you know, one thousandth of a share. Yeah. Um, so there's apps like Stake, um, eToro are the two that come to mind. They're the two big ones in Australia. Mm-hmm. So on Stake, you can invest as little as ten dollars. eToro is as little as fifty dollars, I believe. Um, and then there's Interactive Brokers is the other one I can think of, mm. which allows you to invest as little as a few cents wow. <laughs> into a stock. Yeah. These are just One thing is that these fractional investing apps only allow you to invest in US stocks. Mm-hmm. So they don't allow you to buy Australian shares. Um, fractional investing is very big in the States. It's yeah. not yet, as far as I know, allowed in Australia. You can't do it with Australian stocks. Um, but yeah, if you were looking at, if you were kind of interested in investing smaller amounts in shares just to see how it happens, you know, yeah. a few dollars, I mean, I, I can't see how that would be worth it, but it it's, could be fun, you know, <laughs> then the, you could look at fractional investing apps too, okay. just to have a play we'll, around. We'll put that in the show notes as well. That's great. Okay, Kylie, thank you very much for joining us and explaining so much about this. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks so much, Phil. It was great to be here. Shares for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not Shares for Beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. Thanks to Christopher Soulos for music production with that special Greekalicious flavour. Remember, music always flows, even when the money won't. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 